You're listening to Wonderland, Episode 7, The Serpent. Welcome back to Wonderland, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And I'm Jenny. And I'm Aaron. We are happy to have you listening with us as we discuss this episode, The Serpent, just the fourth episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, but giving us some nice backstory to who knew we would get the backstory to Jafar's staff. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? It's like the backstory to Emma's bug from Once Upon a Time. It's kind of like they're giving us the prequel to Disney's Aladdin. Yeah, like why, now we know why Jafar was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I did like knowing his backstory and what made him come to this, and seeing that flipping point for him, which mm-hmm. we'll talk more about all of these things in a little bit. But it starts off many years ago. We don't know how many years ago, but. Amara, the lady sorceress, the lady (laughs) has looked the same throughout the episode. And at one point she said something about, I've been looking for many, many years or a very long time, which makes me wonder how old is she really? Well, it goes along with her name because I looked up her name and her name means everlasting. Oh, I thought it was just kind of beetle. No. Well, it is, yeah, kind of a beetle, too. Oh. Yeah, Amara is used for many different things, but the name itself, yeah, means uh, yeah, everlasting or eternal. Mm-hmm. Or uh, what was one of the other ones? The too? shortened form of it is Mara, which means bitter. That's kind of yeah. ironic because she becomes bitter later in the episode. Well, you can imagine she's bitter because she can't show it because she's a staff now. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine she's bitter on the inside. My guess is that since this episode ends with Jafar saying, I heard a rumor about the third genie somewhere here in Agrabah, I'm guessing this places it just a little bit before when we saw Jafar going to get the genie, Mm -hmm. maybe a few months, a few weeks. Aaron, overall, what did you think of this episode? I really liked this episode. I, um... I love kind of what they're doing with the Red Queen and showing her emotion. Her face, she's just really good at acting with her face, which is a good thing, I guess. Um, <laughs> and I was really, really happy that the girl, Amara, was not Princess Jasmine. Because originally <laughs> no. I was like, is it going to be Princess Jasmine? And then I'm happy that it's not because I don't want my favorite Disney princess to be evil. <laughs> Now, a lot of kids grow up saying they want to be one thing or the other. Like, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a secret agent. I want to be an astronaut. But they change their ideas. Jafar's young inspiration was that he wanted to be feared. And he wanted revenge on his father, whom... I hate him with the fire of a thousand suns. (laughs) You're too young to even know what the fire of a thousand suns looks like. And you already have that much hatred. It's sad. 
Do you think, however many years later this is, let's guess 20 years later, maybe 15, 20, something like that. However many years later, do you think he's still being inspired by these same thoughts of revenge and and wanting to be feared? Or do you think maybe there's something more now? I do think it's the same motivation, partially because explaining the motivation doesn't make as much sense if he doesn't still have it. And partially because of something that I will mention later. Ooh, nice tease. <laughs> <laughs> So he's the illegitimate son of the sultan, which technically makes him royalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, half royalty. Yeah. So I wonder if he's not only seeking revenge, but he's also seeking power, that he wants to be the sultan. He wants to be in a royal position since he is of royal blood. I wonder. Well, who needs a royal position when everybody fears you? Look how look what happened when Amara walked down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. It's hard true. to have friends that way, but she has a <laughs> lot of power and influence. Yeah. You think that's what he wants people to do around him? Yes. That or just die. I'm not sure. Well, he came to her because he liked what she was mm-hmm. and he wanted that. Yeah. Yeah. His role model. Yeah. I mean, kids, be careful <laughs> who your role models are. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of his being the son of the sultan, do you think we'll find out that his half-sister is... Jasmine. Ooh, that would be cool. The only thing I was thinking of when I thought of that was that in the movie, the Disney movie, he was going to marry Princess Jasmine. Yeah. And Matthew oh. actually just brought that up in the chat room as well. Makes so it really he would awkward. be marrying his half sister. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. And it'd be even more awkward if Jasmine was his mother. But then again, they may rewrite the stories in this sense, which mm-hmm. we've seen them do. Yeah. And they are doing. I mean, what's Jafar got to do with Wonderland anyway? <laughs> and a genie in Wonderland. They're rewriting the stories. So yes, really, they bit. can pull characters in as much as they want and change them. So we may think, wait, that's not the way it was in the Disney movie. Well, there's a problem there. We should be going back to the original stories. But they can change these things around on whatever level. But it seems like when Jafar was a kid... He was bent on revenge and anger, and he wanted to be feared. Then, when we see him as an adult, he seems honorable. But he's laughing, smiling. That's true. That's a, actually a little strange. How many years do you think that had been? I'm going to guess 15, 10, 15. Mm. Well, Amara mm. probably treated him really well. I mean, that's that's a long way from the gutter where he did live <laughs> and the, yeah. the really um the mean guy who beat him because they ran out of coal so nobody was beating him anymore true and think about the things that he said to amara in these early scenes when he was an adult with amara he said stuff like thank you so much for your kindness no one has ever shown me such kindness and he was deeply grateful for all of these things of being pulled in off the street and given a place to live and blessed with all of this stuff. But he's not grateful enough not to kill her. <laughs> or oh my not gosh. kill her, but... Yeah. Turn her into a staff. Did anyone else find it super insanely creepy that one second she's talking about how he was a little boy showing up on her doorstep and the next minute they're kissing? It's kind of odd, Plus. yes. <laughs> I found it quite creepy. disturbing. 
Yeah, because, well, he's making out with an older woman, a very <laughs> old woman. They may look the same age now, but she could be hundreds of years old. Mm-hmm. These writers tend to like that sort of thing. <laughs> and she knew that she couldn't enact this curse or this special power on her own. Mm-hmm. So how long has she really been looking for both all of the genies as well as someone who could be a partner to her? Do you think that Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horowitz now want us to wonder how many hundreds of years old they are? <laughs> maybe. They they have been looking for the genies. Yes, maybe. This is their third show. Yes. <laughs> well, actually, sort of, more than third. Well, yes, speaking, though, of their previous shows, did Amara look familiar to you at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize it until the second time around. And it just as I was wondering, her name appeared in the credits. So like a Robinson, she was in the last season of Lost. She was Ilana. Oh. And she was so different. It I didn't recognize her through I mean, she didn't look that different, but she the characters were very different, so it never dawned on me who she was. But uh I loved her in that too. Ah, okay, cool. So if you if she looked familiar and you were a lost watcher, then that would be why. Yeah, I, I was wondering about that. Now I looked into speaking of names, I looked into the name Akil, the shepherd guy that helped bring the goat back. I couldn't really find anything. That was his Just, name? Yeah, Akil. A K I L. Are you sure he wasn't referencing something that he killed? <laughs> yes. I watched it with the <laughs> captions oh, or yes, subtitles. Yes. Which is always great to do, really. <laughs> but they referred to this masking spell and as Jafar's first spell that he was going to get to use. Masking spell sounds like something that allows him to disguise himself as someone else. Or do you think that's some different kind of spell? I don't remember the context of this. I think it's um I think it's a spell it's going to allow him to like you said kind of go undercover sort of or, or could this be the same this was what they needed a human liver for Yeah could but does it really matter because the point of the spell was to prove that he had it in him to kill someone Yeah but I wonder if this is some kind of spell that will allow him to disguise himself as other people, or if it's just masking as in what she was doing to make herself look young for um, so long. What I didn't understand was once he learned the spell, would he be able to do it in the future without a liver or cause I was sort of thinking, yeah. dude, you don't, are you going to just kill somebody every time you need to do this stupid spell? Probably. I mean, it's dark <laughs> magic and they're evil people. I guess. Yes. True. <laughs> when you need a liver, you just go to the store and you, Pick one. <laughs> Walking around. <laughs> the spell book that we've seen back here in Agrabah is the same spell book that Jafar has been carrying around and looking at at different mm-hmm. times in the uh, in Wonderland. I wanted to comment on that spell book. Yeah. Uh, the pictures I noticed were the same. They were pictures pictures of the exact lamps that they've already like they've later connect collected already. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't see Cyrus's bottle in there, but they didn't show that picture. Right. But the, the other two were. Mm-hmm. And did you recognize one of those lamps? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
many would call it Aladdin's lamp, but it might just look like that. Or it's not also, that he ever lived there. But it's also it's Sydney Glass's former <laughs> yeah. little home. Yeah. Well, yeah. How does that work? So what happened? Is it the same lamp? And without its genie, what is the use? Or did it get a new genie somehow? Well, actually, it's it's very similar. But canon-wise, there's no way that it could be the same lamp. Because, well, if this is supposed to be happening at the oh, same time it's been in their as once for a long time. time. Yeah. So canon-wise, it couldn't be. And we have no reason to assume that there are only three genies in existence. Mm-hmm. There could be many others. And although the lamp is similar, I wouldn't necessarily say that it is exactly the same. Hmm. It's Uh, very similar. But we, yeah, it has the three jewels along the top. Uh, I think the design of the outside of it, like the shape, the general shape. Yeah, it's an oil lamp, general shape. But I think the lamp from Once Upon a Time is smoother on the outside, whereas this one has decorative ridges along the side kind of like Mm. you would see on a teacup Mm. uh, those kind of decorative ridges along the outside but we'll have screenshots in the show notes at wonderlandpodcast.com slash seven so you can compare the two lamps one from once upon a time and this one from once upon a time in wonderland but the thing is i think there could be more than three genies It's maybe these specific lamps that they need to collect. And that book wasn't just a spell book. Amar said it was, it contained all the wisdom in the world about genies. Mm -hmm. So it could be a catalog of different kinds of genies. And like, you can act this spell with this genie or get this collector's edition genie and enact this spell. (laughs) Collector's edition genie. (laughs) I wonder if they need a specific... So obviously there's three types of genies. I wonder if they need like the head genie of each kind or something, because otherwise you would think Jafar would just find another genie from a bottle instead of just going after Cyrus. Oh, yeah. But Jafar did refer to Cyrus, not by his name, at the end when he was talking about that he had a lead on a genie in Agrabah, but I couldn't see what he referred to him as like Aruga or something like that. Did any of you guys catch the name he called him? Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch that either. I thought it was just that he heard a rumor of a genie. Oh, maybe that's what it was—a <laughs> rumor in Agrabah, Rugabra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Arugaba. <laughs> I thought he said. I thought he named the genie, Uh-oh. but but he maybe maybe that's just the name of that type mm-hmm. of genie. Or... Yeah, I think he said a rumor of the third genie. Yeah, that's in <laughs> but, but I like the idea of it being like the top genie from each category, because then that certainly does explain there are many different genies, and that's why he needs this specific one. Yeah. Or either that, he's, he's just a nasty guy, and he doesn't want to go find another genie, so he's just obsessed with, with getting yeah. Cyrus. Well, and when he found it, he did say, so we won't have to go as far as before. So that second lamp that we saw them get together we have no idea how far away he had to go Mm -hmm. in order to find that but it did seem like the barman sort of knew him i don't know why or how that is but he said go back to the gutter where you came from insert ugly name for an illegitimate (laughs) and it's just it really went along with his boyhood and where he came from and who he is so coincidence or did he know him 
I think it was just the favorite insult. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he just so happened to be lucky to make an insult that actually <laughs> hurt. Sewer yeah. rat. Yeah. Have we ever seen Jafar actually kill anybody in this show? No, not yet. Because I know they use the language of letting an innocent die this episode, which is very much something uh, Cora said in Once Upon a Time. But And then the guy wished that Jafar couldn't harm him, so it wasn't him who killed the guy, the guy in the bar. He, he just stabbed his hands, though. He stabbed him. <laughs> Which, who sets their hands flat on a bar when someone's just pulled out a dagger? Uh, but, <laughs> well, and and that point. guy probably that guy. wasn't killed by Amara. Because nope. even Jafar said there are fates worse than death. Then that, and that's the same Actually, thing that Amara he said. Actually, Amara said that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think she turned him into stone. Yeah, because the sound effect, the smoke, oh, yeah. all of that was the same. And the, she said the same thing as How Jafar could- later said when they turned Cyrus or turned Will into stone. How could that be a fate worse than death? Because they're conscious. Yeah, but... You know, they don't have to eat. They don't have to pee anymore. They just stand there and watch. It's, it's a prison that you can't do anything, but you're conscious. And mm. like, if we look at Chronicles of Narnia. How would you like it? I probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> After about 30 years, you'd be like, you know. I'm bored. I'd love to do more than be a statue <laughs> probably. at this point. Probably wouldn't even take that long. It'd probably be like after an hour and be like, okay, I'm done. This is bad. Get it. I get it. In the line, the witch in the wardrobe, though, when the, um, the fawn or thorn was turned into a the fawn fawn. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, when that, (laughs) that guy that was the first to greet the children was turned into stone. Yes. Thomas. He, Later on, there was a scene where he actually had a tear while he was a stone. And so he could see, he could hear, he just can't do anything and to live day in, day out like that, nothing Mm -hmm. changing. That's a fate worse than death. Okay, I see it now. I just needed help. It's not like, (laughs) and and then something itches and you can't scratch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like the sleeping curse in once upon a time he you know that you're not dead but you can't do anything it's, isn't that how they describe the sleeping curse yeah, yeah. it's better than that though because there are no burning red rooms i would presume you never know <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a burning red room inside that stone inside his head <laughs> okay. i thought it odd that amara actually fell in love with jafar yeah, I thought that was odd, too. Because she even said stuff like, um, no one has ever loved you like I do. And later on, she, as she was being having the magic sucked out of her, she said something like um, about their love. And Jafar clarified that, no, it was only she who loved him, but he didn't love her. Hmm. What a creep. Yeah, I have to say that. Yep, she's a creep. I met him. <laughs> oh, well, they're both creeps. <laughs> they're they both are. creepy. <laughs> but that potion that Jafar used stole Amara's magical essence. So it seems like magical essence is something that can be learned, but then pulled away. 
So talk the- about stealing homework. <laughs> well, they seem to perhaps more in Once Upon a Time than Wonderland. They seem to indicate that some characters have a magical essence and some do not. Mm. They Kinda reference like- characters having magic. So, yes, they learn it and develop it, but they kind of already are predisposed to it. They don't just teach anybody. It's like wizards and muggles. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good take on it as well. So, Amara, all this time, has been the serpent staff. Yes. Whenever we see its eyes glow, that's Amara. We even saw them blink once in this episode. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm thinking about what she should have done to that child that showed up on her doorstep. <laughs> I really liked that. I really liked the how they tied that in and how they told us about that. Yeah. She's she's kind of living out a fate worse than death. She could do nothing but blink and watch. <sighs> she is. But he can use her magic so that it's as if two of them are together mm-hmm. in order to use the power of the three genies. Do you think we'll get to see Amara again? Like, not just past, because I think the past story is done, but in the future, will the serpent staff be turned back into Amara? I don't know. I I, I think she'd be pretty upset. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she would cooperate with him. Maybe if he's got, like, all the power in the world, maybe then he'd be like, all right, I'm ready again for you, Amara. We can be buddy buddies again. <laughs> now that you can't do anything to me. Yeah, otherwise, I think... We won't see her anymore. Well, it could be an unwanted consequence that will be the end of those two characters that maybe when Jafar gets all of this power, it also brings her back to a person and back to power. And then the two of them start fighting it out while all the good guys escape. (laughs) And then there's this nuclear destruction that happens behind them. Is this your theory? Not really. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what would happen if someone tried to smash his staff. I wonder if that would bring her back. I think in the in the Disney Aladdin, Jasmine smashes, or somebody smashes she his does. staff. Or, yeah, somebody does. Would, would that potentially bring her back, or would that just kill the snake? I think, I, I don't know, I could see it killing her, and then he couldn't use her anymore. Or just taking the staff away from him means that he has a little less power. Mm-hmm. Like he can't. If someone could just figure out that he needs that staff in order to get this thing he wants, all this power and stuff, <gasps> maybe the Red Queen will take it from him. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be awesome. <laughs> like she do we want her to out. have that? <laughs> she can't do anything with it. <laughs> maybe she could. Maybe. Anything else to say about Agrabah before we move on to Wonderland? Uh, Only that we saw, we actually saw a last wish made and a genie pulled back into its bottle. Yeah. So we know how that works now. Yep, for sure. I get the bad feeling that that genie was upstairs at that establishment. Oh, dear. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Well, why the smoke if the genie wasn't somewhere else? Well, he was somewhere else, but that doesn't mean he was upstairs. Wow. Yeah, that's that could be true. <laughs> Maybe he was in the market tasting foods because he doesn't get to do that more than every thousand years or so. <laughs> but we haven't seen 
these genies, these two other genies. We right. haven't seen them at all. I wonder if we'll get to see them. Oh, we will. <laughs> I think we will. Return of the Jedi style. They're all glowing around <laughs> Cyrus or something. <laughs> but so let's, before we move on to Wonderland, actually, I want to thank a few people who left some kind reviews for us in iTunes. All of these people are from the United States of America. So thank you, fellow countrymen. Thank you so much fellow for countrymen. your <laughs> This came from K and Alice Fan, Evil Regal, James K the Third, VD George, Math Campbell, and Hood Queen. Thank you so much for your kind reviews for us in iTunes. And if you haven't left a review for us in iTunes, we'd really appreciate it because it encourages us and it helps other people find the podcast too. So please go to wonderlandpodcast.com slash iTunes to leave a review or mark some of these other recent reviews as helpful. And we'd really appreciate the support. Thank you. Now let's jump into Wonderland. One of the things I noticed about the Tweedles in this first scene with the Red Queen and the Tweedles are there is their sense of humor. When the Red Queen makes that little joke against Jafar, you know, there's a front door. You really should learn to use it, darling. The Tweedles are both like... (laughs) I mean, they don't make the sound. I did that for our audio, so they know what kind of face I'm making. But they they wanted to laugh, and you just see them kind of their faces expand, and they're like, "That's funny," but they they didn't make any noise. And one of them is really a giant. One of them's a giant. There's a giant Tweedle among the two of them. (laughs) Among is the wrong word. Really? I well, you know, she might be short. One of them is about the same height as the Red Queen, and the other is like her head is at his shoulder level. I didn't notice that. I never noticed that either. But one of them is Jafar's informant. Yes. Yes. I wonder if it's D or dumb. I have a feeling that it's dumb. But the the Tweedles are definitely interesting. And the loyalty there, is it just loyal or... I think he fears him. Yeah, a little bit of fear. But the first time that that Tweedle, whichever one it was, speaks through the mirror, he says, Sire, which Mm. is a title Mm. that you usually give to someone of royalty. True. Perhaps. And then later on, he said, uh, Lord. He called him Lord, which basically means boss. Mm -hmm. And by the way mirror communication yeah mm-hmm. that, that happened good. initiated by the tweedle not by jafar yeah but maybe jafar just said when you approach this mirror it will always get me it'll always get me it's the red mirror <laughs> go to this mirror and dial this number. so did red queen know will was in wonderland after all i don't think she did I or think was she, she was... just bluffing i think it was a cover-up yeah, she just wants to seem in control, yeah. so I think she was surprised, right. so she made it sound like it was part of her plan. Yeah, because imagine what if she said, I didn't know he was here, then Jafar's reaction might have been, well, you seem to not know a lot of things, and you seem to not yeah. really be in control, so I'm just going to take you out. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, like a constant power struggle between them. Like, they're both trying to prove themselves to the other and then they talked about bluffing in the very next scene. Mm. Will did. <laughs> I, yeah, with your po- we need to work on your poker face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They were talking all about cards during that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alice and Will. Yeah, a lot of great card references and, mm-hmm. of course, the chess references throughout this. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not playing some kind of card game or chess, then you should start, really. Or you should just move to Wonderland. I played chess last night and I just kept thinking about Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> 
it felt very dramatic that way. <laughs> wow, that sounded nerdy. <laughs> I caught another Star Wars reference, though, in this. Oh, The oh, caterpillar has these collectors mm-hmm. that remind me a lot of the bounty hunters. Oh. Jabba Speaking the of Huts. nerdy. Yeah, Jabba <laughs> the Hutt's bounty hunters uh-huh. in, in uh, Star Wars. Yes. Yep. <laughs> While the creators, the writers do like Star Wars a whole no, lot. No. Yeah. A lot of people love Star Wars. <laughs> the the original Star Wars, that is. Yeah. Who but, is this lizard girl? Yeah. Elizabeth. Uh, so what we know about her, and fill in any details here that I'm missing, she was on the streets. Mm-hmm. Will somehow took her in and trained her, raised her a little bit, gave her a place to stay, taught her how to be a thief. And I assume all of this is happening in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what happens when we assume. Because well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have seen him in the Enchanted Forest as well. Mm-hmm. So you never know. Her dress would also be appropriate in the Enchanted Forest, I would That's say. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and she pickpockets the Tweedles yeah. every six months or so. So she knows how to get in the castle. She knows her way around the castle, it would seem. Yeah. And the maze, apparently. And the maze. What yeah. do the Tweedles carry with them that is valuable? That's my question. Rings, gloves, wigs, makeup. <laughs> That's true. You would want to have certain things around if you're tending to the Red Queen. Yeah. It's like silver brushes and whatnot. And fingernail files and foot scrubs. <laughs> Gosh. And she said that she and Will have had no romantic relationship. But do you think she has a crush on him? Do you think she likes him? Maybe. Maybe a little. But, uh, or it could just be something like she's not at all interested in him or is like, he's not my type. Yeah. It, it could also be that their relationship is more of like brother-sister yeah. looking out for each other like a brother and sister normally would. It could either be that or her reaction was, you know, sudden and loud and no! <laughs> it could be that she's like covering up something. I don't know. It could be. It could be that or it could be just brother-sister kind of thing. She just found it creepy. Yeah. Like, are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think Lizard or Elizabeth... <laughs> fits in with the story going forward well you know gotta get in that castle somehow at some point i'm guessing do you think she'll be like maybe doing a like having a mission to rescue will on her own do you think she'll partner up with alice i don't know because the last we saw of her wasn't actually just when she was thrown away by jafar mm-hmm. but during the montage at the end of the episode <laughs> when Will is the statue there in the yard, and Red Queen is looking at him. It the camera cut to show that Liz was also watching them from afar. So I wonder if Liz, yeah, might be going on this solo mission, or maybe now that Will is a stone, Liz will become Alice's new partner in crime and help Alice out. Or she could become like an informant. She could sneak into the castle and deliver news. Uh, from there to Alice. Where she's just going to be a will guard <laughs> until he can move again. Yeah. Or she's going to cart him off to strange and unusual places. <laughs> Come with me, statue. <laughs> we shall adventure. I shall make your life as a statue a little less painful I by just, giving you adventure. I had a funny 
<laughs> funny thought in my head just now her trying to feed us the statue <laughs> <laughs> maybe she'll kiss the statue and that will break the spell yeah <laughs> but tr- it, it's true love it has to be mutual yeah i think it's That's anastasia true. who has to kiss that statue yeah oh <laughs> if if she's at, at a point now that she can still feel true love for will well she seems like she can she yeah i was gonna say that well about liz though and alice think about alice's position here that alice is now alone in this quest Mm -hmm. she has two wishes left i think she's gonna um i think i think we'll see the white rabbit again with alice possibly Mm -hmm. yeah that could be but maybe not like constantly with her but I don't know. I so, wonder if uh, the Red Queen's the Red Queen said to Alice at the end when Alice said for her to help um, something about Alice's lover is now in her possession, and to me that was basically telling Alice where Cyrus is, confirming it at least that the Red Queen has him, not that Jafar has him. So I wonder if she did that on purpose and if her side is maybe starting to change a little bit. Well, I I don't think Red Queen has Cyrus. I'm pretty sure um, Jafar has Cyrus. Yeah. It was a little bit of a bluff because he's at least in a different place in Wonderland than her palace. Right. She's doing some more like lying, quick cover up, trying to assert herself as powerful when she's not that powerful. Earlier on, one of the times when Jafar just sort of appeared, she was playing chess. I noticed that. But who was she playing with? <laughs> I don't know. Does she I... get up and go to the other side and look at the other <laughs> chair sternly and make her next move? I'm glad you said that because I noticed that she moved a pawn. And it was yeah. right before Jafar came in. And he's kind of treating her like a pawn. Mm-hmm. Did you notice? I just thought it was ironic. Yeah, I she's moving if... a pawn oh. and she's being treated like a pawn. Yeah, nice was, catch. That's good. I was trying to figure out what significance to the plot there might be with <laughs> what move she made. <laughs> <laughs> there was a really good visual shot too when Jafar told her that he that she needed to kill Will. There was a really good kind of shot up at her from the chessboard. Huh. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of make her look like a piece in the game. Yeah. Well, it is just all one big game, really. Mm-hmm. That's the way she's treating it, kind of. Yeah, and Jafar. Jafar's giving Red Queen the, the same kind of are you a boy or a man speech that Amara gave <laughs> Jafar when, when he was her apprentice. Yeah. So it's there was a lot of that happening. And he managed to say the words Alice in Wonderland. Yes. <laughs> he did. And then Red Queen said... Are you still that same little girl? So everybody's calling you know, everybody's <laughs> calling each other like little person little, and, yeah. and challenging them to step up. And yeah, be... Jaf- Jafar said that. You said Red Queen did. <laughs> but he said it to the Red Queen. Yeah, are you still that little girl? No, 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 no. I'm saying later. Stolen... Oh, okay. Later, yeah. Red Queen was talking oh, to right. Alice and said, are you still that little oh, girl yeah. I met all those years that's ago? That's actually, yeah, that's an interesting parallel because oh, yeah. he called her a little girl. Um, with a stolen crown. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're pretty much... Oh, and nothing you, else. Uh-huh. Yes. So he, <laughs> that tells me that he knows her past. Yeah. Yeah, which I didn't think he knew. Well, and Will said of the Red Queen, when he was in prison and he was talking to Anastasia, he said something about her making everyone believe she was a queen. 
Right. Which kind of makes me wonder if there was something where she came in completely unknown to the people when they just lost the Queen of Hearts. She comes in and she says, I'm a queen. How about I take over rulership for you guys? <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, she did. She came in, you know, from the Enchanted Forest is where she lived. So she came in with nothing. So that's that's accurate. But, Jafar would know all this stuff because he asked the uh, the caterpillar. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. yeah. But and, he asked about Will's past, which is connected to um, Anastasia's past. So it just makes sense that he would know all of her past now. Mm-hmm. And throughout this episode, Jafar seems to be testing not only Alice, but also testing the Red Queen. Because every time that he's saying something about Will, he's closely watching the Red Queen. Mm -hmm. And when he's hurting Will, he's closely watching to see what the Red Queen does in response. Yep. I think that's proof that he knows her past. And it's all of this thing of how far are you willing to go Mm -hmm. to get what you want? Are you willing to kill the one you once loved in order to get what you want? Mm Mm-hmm. I think she really needs to work on her poker face. (laughs) I don't think it's Alice who needs to work on her poker face. (laughs) Do you think the Red Queen suspects that Jafar has one of her tweedles wrapped around his little finger? Because (laughs) one of them came up during the execution and informed... uh, Kind of them. Yeah, them. It was so ambiguous. Yeah. But Jafar was the one that commanded her tweedle... No, yeah. no, just watch her. Right. I wonder if Red Queen is now suspecting. He stood in just the right spot. The way he said it was just like, huh, interesting. It sounds to her like he's informing her, but mm-hmm. really, we know <laughs> what we he's know. doing. Well, and the Tweedles, <laughs> from from an outside perspective, kind of, the Tweedles know that both of them are in charge, both the Red Queen and Jafar. So right. they kind of have to report both of them. But then it seems there's this hidden loyalty. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how that's going to play out in the future, if it will. But Red Queen said to Will in the prison something that, or some communication about really her personality. I thought the whole point of becoming Queen was so that you never had to get your hands dirty. <laughs> will I still get my hands dirty? The only difference is now I get people to clean them off for me. <laughs> so it sounds like she has a past of getting her hands dirty with doing crimes, manipulating oh, people. I oh. kind of thought farming yeah. and poverty. But... Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's true. Because in, yeah, in Enchanted Forest, they had that rough background and yes. they're like, let's leave this hovel. Yes. When we first met Anastasia, mm-hmm. I thought she was sick, but that's only because really? she was in bed. Oh, (laughs) she was just sleeping in In the middle of the day. But sick people don't normally sleep naked. (laughs) So she couldn't have been sick. (laughs) That was quite the analysis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you think that she can take people's hearts out? I don't know. But I did. I did notice that she stopped Alice's hand with just her Mm -hmm. hand. I mean, there was air between their hands. Yes. So she does have magic, and she can use it whenever she wants. Yeah. So remember when we were saying that maybe Jafar gave her that ability to push Cyrus off the cliff? Right. Yeah. Just as a one-time thing. Oh, yeah, uh, She yeah. 
does have magic. Yeah, and we've seen her use magic, I think, one other time. She might have used magic when she took out all of the collectors, too, who were chasing Will. Oh, yeah. Almost. Oh, probably. Certainly. (laughs) I don't see her being quite that good of a fighter, especially that quick. Unless she had some guards with her that took out all of those collectors. Yeah, but why would magic make sounds like that? Like, punching and blows landing and stuff why would magic why would you not make those sounds why would magic make that sound i think they were hitting trees or their skulls were knocking together or maybe she magic them all so that they would punch each other maybe (laughs) you could have a lot of fun with it you could but the reason i ask about the heart is because (laughs) lizard said his heart's in the right place thanks to you oh (laughs) So I think eventually when we get the backstory of, assuming we do, of Alice and Will, we'll see something having to do with his misplaced slash displaced heart. The question is how and who. And where was it? I think that could be something that involves Korra. Either Korra instructing Anastasia to do that, like one of our previous feedback um, from our listeners suggested or maybe Cora did it directly. But in any case, yeah, yeah, I'm guessing it is really his literal heart that he lost in the yes. whole enchanted once upon a time way. Yes. Yes. I will be very disappointed if we see that story and Cora is not involved in it. <laughs> They're probably waiting to tell it until they can get Barbara Hershey again <laughs> yeah. in order to have Cora well. back. As the Queen of Hearts. What do we have? Like, I mean, 11 episodes total? Do we know what season one is? No, we don't know how long it will be. You can't even, in iTunes, where you can subscribe to the episodes and download them, purchase mm-hmm. them, they won't sell a season pass yet because I don't think it's actually been clarified how many episodes we'll get. The original oh. order was for 11 or 12 episodes. Well, that's why I think the original oh, story was... is still being told in that time frame. I think they are expanding it a little bit to tell for the full season Mm -hmm. because they have said the first season will be a full and complete story. Right. But they will have places to go if they do a second season. Right. But I'd kind of rather see them do just a single season, complete this story, and it be a nice aside to Once Upon a Time. And then we get back to focusing on Once Upon a Time. And then they can do other spinoffs if they want to. Yeah. True. True. Do you think that the Red Queen's magic will be something that Jafar would use? Mm, I don't think he needs it. He might not even want it. Yeah. <laughs> it might not be, you know, grade A magic. It's sort of yeah. like Valley Girl magic. It's like she sort of flicks her hand and knocks a boy over a cliff and, and she stops a cat fight or she kind of wins it by just holding up her hand. So far it's just been a little, well... I guess pushing someone over a cliff into a boiling sea is not that dainty, but you get the idea. <laughs> I, I wonder if he even knows that if she has magic. Probably. Uh, I think so. He can probably feel it. I wonder if there is this magical essence that some people are born with, like we were talking about this earlier, that maybe that's what Amara could see in Jafar when she met Jafar in the market. And maybe Jafar can see that a little bit in Red Queen, maybe certain other characters. Mm. Or maybe it's sort of the hidden ability. There is no glow, no (laughs) aura around them. (laughs) 
No shimmer. I wonder how long it will be until uh, we see Alice actually be more aggressive and or maybe be forced into using her other wish and what that other wish wish is will be because we're one down. I was sad to see her use that wish, but it was a good wish. Yeah. Yeah. She's been very clever with her one wish. Now she's tied to the knave. Her life is tied to the knave's life. So that's messy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, well, she could be, they could be living happily ever after she and Cyrus. And then one day, the name Will does has something some... stupid yes, and gets exactly. himself killed. <laughs> They're going to have to adopt Will <laughs> just that. to make sure she stays alive. Maybe they'll just have to keep him in statue form. <laughs> <laughs> it's safer that way. Yes. He's even fireproof. <laughs> I'm sorry, Will. I can't <laughs> risk it. <laughs> I don't trust you with my life. <laughs> but Alice is going to probably lose more things that are close to her. I mean, the only p- people we see, at least in this land, that are close to her are Will and Cyrus. But Jafar said, So you won't use your wishes to help yourself, Alice. Then I will keep destroying all the things you care about, hurting all the people you love, until you have no other choice. Because you have a weakness. Alice, I've seen it today. You have a heart. And trust me, I shall exploit it. Yeah, her family's dead. And the only other person she really liked was, you know, a friendship like was, is now stone. So, and he's protected. I get the feeling that we'll see Alice make all three of her wishes. And then there will be some kind of epic battle to save Cyrus or free Cyrus from the uh, the bottle. Mm. Yeah, but if, if she makes her wishes, you know what I think she's going to, her last wish will be, I wish you free. That's what I think her last wish will be. Well, they already kind of said, think, hey, don't do that. I think she's going to risk it. I think she's going to risk it all because she doesn't want Cyrus, at, she doesn't want Cyrus to be taken. Gosh, Will's going to own both of them. <laughs> If they get the bottle back and she makes her wishes so that Cyrus comes into the bottle and then Will rubs the bottle, making Cyrus his genie. And if he dies, Alice dies, then they're just all, they're absolutely going to have to adopt him and turn him to stone. (laughs) He'll be another lawn ornament in Regina's garden. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my... Wait, you mean Anastasia's garden, right? No, Regina, because Regina has one of the gnomes that oh, laughed okay. at her. Oh, okay. Got her it. Garden. Once upon a time reference, people. Yeah, that little <laughs> yard gnome. I have two words for you. Head catapult. <laughs> <laughs> that, Free dinner. <laughs> that was weird. How how do they expect people to catch the head if he was flinging the heads over the yeah. wall. I guess you can't be an excited spectator shouting death and suffering and get the free dinner. Right. You have to just be working outside the courtyard. Or maybe it's like catching the bouquet at a wedding. You know, everybody just clamors as soon as it's thrown. 
Yeah. And by the way, that catapult was capable of launching two full-grown people yeah. over the wall, which means it is able to carry some very large heads as well, if I, need be. If it could fling a couple of adults, I think that watermelon <laughs> half should have gone way higher. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But speaking of very large heads, I want to see the Cheshire cat again. Mm. I thought we heard the Cheshire cat. Really? Yeah, in this episode, I thought we heard it, but we didn't. When, when um, Jafar came to visit um, Anastasia. Oh, okay. At Just some the point. the sound? Um, <laughs> it was like right... I don't remember when it was, but I thought I heard loud purring, but... I guess it was just my imagination. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, you're just hearing loud purring (laughs) for no good reason. (laughs) Who do you think this prisoner is next to Cyrus? I will tell you who I think it is. Yes? (laughs) The army? Because I was going to say it much earlier. (laughs) The sultan. I think it's him, too. I think that's Jafar's dad. Because now that we watched it, um, the respect that Jafar showed in this, like, bow was not returned at all. Like, it was just... I mean, nothing. It was nothing from the other guy's end. Aaron, yeah. who do you think it is? Uh, that would be, that's probably the most popular theory. I haven't really thought about it much, but that makes sense. I did notice that Jafar bowed to him. Yeah. I no longer think it's Jafar, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for those watching both shows, both Once Upon a Time shows, that makes two hanging prisoner baskets or cages of some sort <laughs> in each show, one of which containing a suspected father. Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the cage? <laughs> and this is the same kind of feedback that we've received from several of our listeners, too, suggesting that it's the Sultan, and for many of the same reasons. And Jenny and I do another show about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. We highly recommend that you check it out. It's an app for your iPhone and Android phone. Just go to TV Talk app com to check it out but we do a once upon a time in wonderland episode there earlier in the week and in that we also brought this up that think about what are the laws of magic that jafar wants to change one of them is actually can't make someone love you or fall in love with you what if one of the rules of magic that jafar wants to change is actually that one that he wants to make his father love him and i had a theory for that I think he's going to change the law of magic, the the law that says you can't change the past, and he's going to make himself switch places with the legitimate child somehow, or make his mom the queen somehow or something. I don't know. Or maybe just kill that legitimate child. Possibly. Hmm. Because Jafar was old enough to know who his father was and know that his father cast him out. Mm -hmm. So there might be more history there that maybe Jafar lived with the sultan for a while up until a point like maybe a true blood child was born Mm -hmm. and it's like oh you know you illegitimate child i'll just kick you out yesterday's trash (laughs) here's a terrible thought (laughs) dachshund in the chat room said jafar wants to bring his dad back from the dead to kill him well his dad may not be dead now but i guess after he if they change the laws of magic (laughs) absolutely (laughs) if they change the laws of magic really he could kill him and bring him back and kill him and bring him back it's yeah well that's the ultimate punishment rather dark well and one of the laws of magic that we learned from the uh, the movie aladdin was that the genie couldn't kill anybody but uh and and similar things in Once Upon a Time. So maybe Jafar 
can't kill someone that's connected to him like a father. But changing the laws of magic, he can. But that just seems well, so... Well, he's not a genie now that I think about it. Yeah, he's not a genie. But he does have magic. He's laws a sorcerer. Of magic. Yeah, and we've seen people use magic to kill people before. Yeah. So I don't think it would be something like that small, like a minor, minor detail that he's going to switch. But I think it would be something bigger than making him love him, changing the past, bringing someone back from the dead, any of those kinds of things. Mm. Right, so genies can't kill anyone, but that doesn't mean all magical people cannot kill. Right. Right. That was yeah. on my mind. <laughs> now, I just remembered something. Um, the first owner that we saw that owned Cyrus, he said, uh, that man that you were speaking about, he's here. And like, how did, how did Cyrus know that Jafar was going to come after him? If there are more genies, maybe the genies just kind of circulated the news or something, or maybe there really are just three, and Cyrus caught wind of a genie hunter somehow. Hmm. Yeah, could be. Maybe genies can sense other magical essence. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. And that wasn't certainly wasn't the only master of that genie. Because he's had many masters. He said that he served a hundred masters. and uh, Cyrus, you mean? Yeah, Cyrus. Yeah. But, well, and the bottle could have been passed around a few times in Agrabah. Still staying in Agrabah, but passed around from the f- first time that Jafar learned that the genie was in Agrabah. It just doesn't make sense that, that um, Cyrus would know how to describe him unless he met him. Or somebody else told him what he looks like. Yeah, yeah, true. Because Cyrus, maybe Cyrus tells every person that rubs the bottle that says, and he says, "Hey, be careful! Some man may come looking for you when you do. Don't give him the bottle, anything like that, or don't make your wish." Because, yeah, that first guy knew the first guy that we met, Mm -hmm. and Alice knew. Mm -hmm. Cyrus told her. Mm Because the most important thing between two people is honesty. So Cyrus told me. <laughs> well, you know, that means that at some point there had to be a first meeting of Jafar and Cyrus. Yeah. Possibly. Because Cyrus wouldn't warn about somebody he didn't know about. Yeah. Do you think the genies can communicate with each other somehow? Like cell phones? <laughs> Bottle cell phones? <laughs> or maybe they can just observe people kind of like some of the magic people can through mirrors. Ah. Oh, maybe. So like they have some form of communication in their little bottles. Yeah. Or maybe like while they're in the bottle, they can see out in some way to know what's going on. Well, we did see that Cyrus, when he was thrown into Wonderland, he was able to look out of the bottle. But maybe they can, through magic, look out and see other things. Oh, and um, in Once Upon a Time, in that episode where the the king found a lamp, the, the lamp did have windows in it. So he was, the genie in that lamp was able to see uh, someone picking his lamp up. The last thing that I have to talk about is, well, actually two things. Red Queen said something interesting to Alice. Oh? You are in prison. What do you think Wonderland is? Do you think Wonderland is a prison to Anastasia? I don't know. 
That would make sense, sort of. (laughs) I took it mainly as figurative. It, it, I can see how it would seem to a prison seem like a prison to her now because now she has obligations and maybe she didn't think it would be this hard. And she is faking it mm-hmm. in her position. Maybe she's constantly afraid of being found out. Discovered that being whatever you want to be in Wonderland is not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. So she wants some kind of freedom. Yeah. Now Alice knows she's Anastasia. Yeah. <laughs> they had a little chat about it. Yeah, they did. That was so cool I to see. guess she was already calling herself the Red Queen when Alice was a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Because apparently they met. I feel like they foreshadowed a lot to, in this episode that we're going to find out soon kind of exactly what happened there. They talked about her being a little girl with a stolen crown. They talked about Will's heart getting to the right place now that Alice has helped him. Will said she was a terrible person who does terrible things. And um, there was one more. I can't remember. Um, but it seems like we're going to have to get more of a a uh, explanation for her soon. Yeah. For how she, how she is where she is. I'd imagine we would because there's a lot more to that story. And to see what's motivating her in this current position from where she went of seeming to be in love. Maybe it was fake love, but seeming to be in love with Will to now this whole thing of she's happy to kill him now that Will has said, you can't kill me. Mm. She didn't seem happy happy to me. Well, yeah. uh, uh, Content maybe is the better way to put it. Stubbornly determined. Stubbornly determined and like... Yeah, stubborn. Like a little girl <laughs> with a stolen crown. <laughs> like, I could tell she didn't want to do it, but, you know, she... It's like the kid at school that will always do a dare. <laughs> like, they feel some obligation to perform a dare. Maybe she feels an obligation to prove people wrong who say that she can't do yeah. things. Yeah. Do you think Lizard knows that she's Anastasia as well now, too? Because we did see... Her in that montage, sort of standing next to Will. She was watching from the hedges. Yeah, um, maybe she's figured it out now. But that first, one of the first conversations that Anastasia and Alice had, or I'm sorry, that Lizard and Alice had was Liz said that... Whoever Will, she was. Yeah, Will said, or Liz said that Will left Wonderland because of Anastasia and that... She'd never met Anastasia. So it seemed like this whole thing of Red Queen actually being Anastasia is a secret to everybody except maybe Will and the Caterpillar. Mm. Maybe the Caterpillar. Well, I would think that that Elizabeth would know now because she was present, possibly knocked out, but (laughs) present when Will actually looked over and said Anastasia. Mm. Because that's when Alice found out. Yeah. He was being choked at the time, so it's hard to say how loud it was, but yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's possible it's that possible. Lizard knows. <laughs> I liked the closing montage with Cyrus and the Wishbones. Oh my yes. gosh. That was it's so good. Myth. What you've heard about Wishbones, that when you break them, whoever has the larger half gets a wish. It's a story. 
created long ago by genies to make people believe that you did not need to seek out a bottle in order to someday have what you desired. And so to this day, people keep pulling wishbones apart, hoping that magic will spill out of them. But what a wishbone really wants is no different from what we all want to be joined to our other half. And if we're separated, we will do whatever it takes to be together again. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So think about that this Thanksgiving when you <laughs> fight over that wishbone and break it in half and make your wish. You're making it miserable for the rest of its existence because all it wants to do is be together. That poor wishbone. Every wishbone. Do you know how many millions of wishbones will be separated this Thanksgiving? You're separating love. American Thanksgiving, that is. Aaron, yeah. you guys have already separated those wishbones from your <laughs> Yes, we have. <laughs> It's going to be like a new your... Once Wonderland mem that you like <laughs> give your true love the other half of the wishbone. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> now, now with the closing line of the episode, we know what Alice and Cyrus's wedding invitations are going to say. Just like a wishbone. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you think <laughs> Cyrus will escape and what will happen? Well, I don't know. <laughs> The wishbone thing kind of came out of left field, so I guess anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Since he's cutting through his cage. I really think he should stand to the side, though, if he's going to cut a yes. circle in the bottom of the cage. <laughs> I was going to say that exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he can't, can, he, well, he, can he touch the cage with his skin? Well, well, the bottom, I guess. Yeah, the bottom, maybe. Is it, No, it's completely silver. All of it's silver. Oh, I forgot that was what it was. It seems like it's creating a field yeah. or... But he's done things before, as painful as it was. He's mm. reached out of the bars before. Yeah. Love makes us do crazy things. Yeah, I would think cutting a hole in the cage would not necessarily disrupt whatever this field is. I mean, that... we, we saw how far that wishbone piece fell. It's true. I think he's going to cut the bottom out of the cage. He's not going to be able to get through the field. And he's just going to look jealously at the happy wishbone that's been reunited. (laughs) Uh, I really want to see uh, in future episodes the Red Queen doing some homework and digging around at Jafar's past and using some things against him. Because he definitely has a hard past that she could use things against him and, you know, sort of rattle his cage and get him upset and stuff maybe she'll yeah, discover who that guy is mm-hmm. and he'll go she'll go rattle his cage uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or she'll figure out oh he needs this scepter he mm. doesn't have his scepter he can't do this thing and if i have the scepter then he still needs me i feel like she should already know that <laughs> i have three observations from the execution uh oh. It seems like the Red Queen's subjects really love her and or really hate the knave. Um, (laughs) He probably owed all those people money. Probably. (laughs) But they did seem like they cheered when she came out. Um, Unless they're just cheering because she's going to execute the knave. They seem to enjoy that she came out of the castle and uh i was wondering about they kept saying kill him kill him but have we not known from once upon a time that when you cut off a person's head in wonderland they don't die 
Well, that might just be Cora. Okay. Cora's good at separating parts of bodies and having them not die, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) The only other thing I really wanted to say was that it's an observation. Will and Alice seem to stand around and chat a lot when they're (laughs) in danger. (laughs) And that... (laughs) like they did it twice in this episode and (laughs) that seems like something that maybe they should work on (laughs) (laughs) Um, what do you think you want to you want to die this time or or, or run we can do either one it's up to you and upon running let's decide which way because that's important too oh that's funny it seemed i was thinking about the episode even before I watched it a second time, that it's sort of like when they all met in the maze, thinking of it like chess, it was sort of like a check moment. And then I realized watching this time that the spot where they met was in the checkerboard chessboard sort of mm-hmm. pattern and there were chess pieces all over the place. So I think that was sort of the intended effect. Mm-hmm. But they got out of it. It was not checkmate. And Jafar wasn't standing on the chessboard. He was hovering on a carpet. So well, that's a technicality. That's <laughs> symbolism of his his placement in the game. It's a new chess piece. <laughs> Here's an interesting connection that came in from our listener, Grant James. He said, just had a crazy thought about the Jafar about Jafar when watching this episode. They made mention of him growing up in a land with a sultan who he wanted revenge on. This was interesting to me as I remember the original Prince of Persia game from like 1989. And in that storyline, there was a person named Jafar and he grew up wanting revenge on the Sultan. He became close to the Sultan in the palace when he grew older and became the visor to the Sultan. Vizier? Mm -hmm. One day. The Sultan... But one day, the sultan gets called away to war, and Jafar tries to seize power by forcing the sultan's daughter to marry him. But there is a guy in the dungeon that becomes the prince of Persia by escaping and killing Jafar, freeing the princess. I see in the game that Jafar uses magic a few times, and in the sequel, Jafar is brought back to life by an evil witch which kind of run a bell and reminded me of the woman who teaches him magic in the Wonderland series. In the second game, once he is reborn, he uses a magic cloak to steal the princess' appearance and lives his life, but the price eventually but the prince eventually prevails and kills him again. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Interesting connection with the video game. I've only played one of the Prince of Persia video games, so I didn't know about that uh, connection there. Cool. Thank you very much for that, Grant yeah. James. We would love your feedback about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. You can email us after each episode, and please put the episode's title in the subject of your email and send it to feedback at wonderlandpodcast.com. And you can also go to the website, wonderlandpodcast.com, and send a voice message through there or pick up your phone and call 903-231-2221 and leave a voicemail there. And... Please, one other thing I'll ask you to do before we talk about some other feedback is vote for our podcasts in the podcast awards. We have several podcasts as finalists in the podcast awards. Not this one, but we do have our Once Upon a Time in there. So please go to podcastawards.com and under business and people's choice, vote for Beyond the To-Do List. Under 
Best Produced Vote for Once Upon a Time podcast. Under Comedy, vote for The Ramen Noodle. Under Religion Inspiration, vote for Are You Just Watching? And under Technology, vote for The Audacity Podcast. You can sign up for a daily reminder to do this and get more information like a video tutorial and some of our recommended other podcasts to vote for by going to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards. Aaron, tell us about this other feedback that we received. Okay, uh, we received some feedback from Math Camel. He uh, he talked about the Sultan and uh, like he had some other theories about the genie, but he also requested some more Once Upon a Time styled shipping names in Once Wonderland. Uh, so he said, I've seen Scarlet Queen for Red Scarlet, Will Scarlet and Red Queen. Now we just need one for Alice and Cyrus, and he nominated Wishbone, Wish Shipping, or Little Wishes. Um, and then he said we could also have Little Queen, Knave Wishes, Serpent Queen, and so on. I did a list of what I would call them. Uh, so I put Silas for uh, Cyrus and Alice, Jamara for Jafar and Amara. Uh, and then I didn't know for sure what Will... I put Red Thief or Willanna, and that's all I really had. So I don't know if you guys have any suggestions. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> I, I love those. I would go with one of those. But I think, uh, well, with Red Queen and Will, his name, Will Scarlet, fits well because Scarlet kind of means red. Maybe that's why she calls herself Red Queen, though. So oh. going by her name, Anastasia, uh, Will Astasia, maybe? <laughs> or um, pull from another Disney movie here, and we could call him Iron Will Stasia. And because since he's now stone, more like Stone Will. And <laughs> I'll say Stone Will. I, I'm thinking Jafarma for Jafar and oh Amara. Jafarma? <laughs> Jafarmaceuticals. You know. <laughs> uh I just, I'm just all about the two, the wishbone being together. <laughs> so, did you like wishbone as a yes, Cyrus but, and Alice? Yeah, you know, yeah. Just for no, just for the two halves of the wishbone. I want them together. We need a ship for that old guy that's in the cage. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. How about just maybe we get ship him with the old the... guy and the cage. <laughs> We could ship him with the wishbone because I'm sure he, he wants the wishbone now so we can get out. <laughs> we need one for hey, Jafar and Red that? Queen too. <laughs> wow. Awesome. And if you want to leave us some feedback uh, in response to this episode and maybe tell us what some of your nicknames for some of these different ships and just to remind you, ship is short for relationship. So if you want to stick these two people together in a relationship, Please comment on the show notes for this episode by going to oncepodcast.com slash seven. Please comment on the show notes for this episode by going to wonderlandpodcast.com slash seven. And we'd love to hear from you what ships you would make of these people, how you would name them, and also what you thought of some of the content that we shared here. You can also go to wonderlandpodcast.com slash forums to hang out in our forums and chat in the chat room and Post your thoughts and theories. Join us for the live show on Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time over at wonderlandpodcast.com slash live. And we would love to have you listening to the podcast on a regular basis, sending your feedback and being part of the community with us as we enjoy Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Please follow us on Twitter at Wonder Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis. You can follow me on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. 
I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Phlegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny Snook. And I'm Aaron, and you can follow me on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. And check out everything else. Subscribe if you aren't already at wonderlandpodcast.com. And until next time, remember, one can never underestimate the stupidity or the appetite of a goat. And thanks for listening. Wonderland Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. And now for some spoilers. Hi, Wanderers. Hunter Hathaway here with your spoilers for Wonderland Podcast. Season 1, Episode 5, Heart of Stone, is directed by Paul Edwards and written by Katie Wesh. According to the ABC official press release, well, there were two of them, so I'm going to read you both of them. <laughs> Okay, first one. In a flashback, Will Scarlet and Anastasia jump through the looking glass to enter Wonderland against her mother's wishes. They both soon realize that life in Wonderland isn't exactly what they both imagined. Meanwhile, in current Wonderland, we find out how the Red Queen ascended to royal status. Now, there's a little more detail in this next one. In a flashback, Will Scarlet and Anastasia jump through the looking glass to enter Wonderland against her mother's wishes, since she disapproves of Will. They both soon realize that life in Wonderland isn't exactly what they both had imagined. After being humiliated while attending a ball at the palace, Anna convinces Will to steal the crown jewels in order to get them out of poverty. But, in an instant, Anna is caught red-handed by the king, who makes her proposition she can't refuse to marry him and be his queen to avoid prosecution. Meanwhile, in current Wonderland, the Red Queen convinces Alice to help her acquire magic dust in exchange for information about Cyrus, who, in turn, has managed to skillfully escape Jafar's castle, leaving the White Rabbit in a compromising situation. That's pretty much all I have for you today. It's been kind of quiet on the sites, but I did find out next episode title, episode 6, is Who's Alice? Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Bit of Pixie Dust. Until next time.